This podcast was sponsored by Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services. Baba Sobers Wealth Management works with physicians, medical practices, and hospitals, providing comprehensive wealth management services for individuals and institutions. Visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC. FirstNet, built with AT&T, is the only nationwide wireless network built with and for emergency responders, including Arizona physicians, nurses, and other critical staff. FirstNet subscribers get a great mobile experience with added security and peace of mind. Visit firstnet.com to learn more. So I'll commonly recommend to some of my clients, you know, maybe trying to increase their exercise or improve their sleep or, you know, engage in different hobbies. But some people don't like exercising. Other people don't really like connecting with nature. It really depends on the individual. So I think getting to understand who you are, what you like to do is actually like a good place to start. Hi, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is John McElligot, your host for today's episode. We'll be discussing how physicians can improve their resilience in the face of physical and emotional exhaustion. It leads to what is often called burnout. It's a topic we've covered before and it's something I think that we really can't cover enough. Joining us today is Warren Kane, MD, Arizona board certified psychiatrist and founder of Kane Psychiatry in Las Vegas, Nevada. Dr. Kane specializes in burnout for high achieving professionals, as well as treating anxiety disorders and depression. He graduated from the University of Arizona College of Medicine, Tucson, and then completed his psychiatry training at the renowned University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics. He is licensed in Arizona, Nevada, and Iowa. An Arizona native, Dr. King grew up in Tucson. Sir, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it and uh, giving me this opportunity to discuss such an important topic. It really is. And... Uh, for the time that we have today, I wanted to, to cover as much ground as possible. We do know that, and I think listeners to this show and any physicians throughout, they've been practicing even for a couple of years, know that there are many factors that could contribute to physician burnout, such as overwhelming workloads, administrative burden increasingly, uh, and the pressure to see as many patients as possible, really, I think far, far too often, uh, short appointments. Um, there's that pressure that they get from employers to have that work, that the throughput of, of patients that, that they're seeing. Dr. Kane, how do you think this is affecting physicians and their mental well-being? Well, not surprisingly, I believe that many physicians are starting to feel burnt out. I hear it from my colleagues. I hear, hear it from my mentors. Physicians nowadays are just feeling tired and fatigued. And again, some of the other symptoms that people might be experiencing are feeling irritable, anxious, compassion fatigue. It's important to note that when we feel burnt out, it not only impacts our work life, but it also impacts our personal lives too. So I feel like the impact of burnout is wide reaching. Yeah. It's not like you can really easily separate those. You know, you you go to work every day, you're seeing patients and uh, just like any job, if you're feeling stressed there, it's going to bleed over to some degree to the relationships that you have with family and friends. And that's what you're seeing with your patients as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times people will end up coming to me when burnout has already surpassed kind of the work environment and is now affecting their personal lives. So it could be affecting their relationship with their partner, a relationship with their children. Um, again, it's, it's extremely challenging and I feel for them. I think people have talked about for a while uh, trying to identify those issues and 
provide some solutions or get to what we talk about is resilience, how people can provide a, a buffer or different outlets to reduce the amount of stress they have. Some of them are just sort of just systemic, but what are you seeing as productive solutions to reduce these factors we talked about, like workload, the administrative burden, and the pressure that some physicians may get to see enough patients? Yeah. So let me kind of address that. I think it's important to note and how I think about it as a physician and as a clinician is usually what is the cause of burnout. And what's interesting is when we look at the definition provided by the WHO, right, the World Health Organization, they feel that burnout is directly correlated with the work environment. And so on one hand, I feel that, you know, we needed to understand how we're being stressed at work, our relationship with work. And if we can improve those conditions there, it can have a profound impact on burnout in general. Uh, the other component, like you mentioned, is improving our resiliency too. So what I always recommend for my clients is to you know, engage in hobbies, get to know who they are as a person to kind of help improve their own mental well-being. So when they're facing the stressors at work, they're, be they're better able to handle them. Okay. And that would be healthy outlets, right? So don't go down a road where your, your outlet is drugs or alcohol to excess or some kind of behavior that's going to be detrimental to your day job or your family as well. And, and what do you find as some common solutions that people can do on their own that are pretty effective? Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. So the first part I always recommend to clinicians out there is to first to get to know themselves, right? Really spend like a day or several days or work with a partner or a professional to get to understand who you are and what your values are, right? And it's important to note that as physicians and as people in general, our values are always changing, right? My values in medical school are different from when I was a resident, which are different now that I'm a new father, right? And kind of understanding who you are, what you value, and most importantly, what you connect with, right? And so I'll commonly recommend to some of my clients, you know, maybe trying to increase their exercise or improve their sleep or, you know, engage in different hobbies. But some people don't like exercising. Other people don't really like connecting with nature. It really depends on the individual. So I think getting to understand who you are, what you like to do is actually like a good place to start. All right, great. Some of this, in my view, has to do with the power dynamic. Physicians increasingly, I think, if they're employed in hospital systems, don't call the shots often. If they're working in a private practice, they may not be uh, in ownership or managing that practice and may not call the shots about some of these uh, workplace rules and policies they have. But I do believe that physicians are still top of the, the heap as healthcare providers and professionals as a profession and do call some shots in terms of how care is delivered, what processes impact the clinical team, or at least have input on making those changes in a positive way. What recommendations would you have about the ways that private practices or hospitals as employers of physicians can change those workplace policies or that environment to lessen the burnout potential for physicians? So yeah, I think that's a super important question. And let me just preface it by saying that I think organizations out there, private practices, large hospitals, large networks, understand how physician burnout is impacting their clinicians, right? And how they really understand it, to be honest, is, is kind of related to money, unfortunately. We know that whenever an employee, a physician, or whoever it may be in an organization departs that organization, in order to refill their spot, it takes about 1.5 to two times that individual's income to replace them with another individual. So I think at the heart of it, many organizations understand that I need to keep these physicians, right? Keep physicians healthy, happy, you know, 
that their well-being is well taken care of. So long, longitudinally, they're able to still provide that treatment. Now, what organizations can specifically do is really get a pulse on their workforce, right? Different organizations out there, different private practices are all approaching mental well-being differently, right? And a lot of times, unfortunately, they're, they're approaching well-being reactively rather than proactively. And if they can take a more proactive stance, I think that's really going to help them out. And one of the interesting tools out there is called areas of work-life scale. And the areas of work-life scale, a huge proponent of it is Dr. Maslach, who's been doing research on burnout since the 70s, but she's noted about six different factors within an organization that commonly contribute to burnout. And these six factors um, include fairness, community, value mismatch, reward, workload, and perceived lack of control. When those are out of sync with the physician, out of sync with the employees, what we notice is that burnout rates go sky high. Dr. Kane, thank you so much. We'll try to link to that in our show notes as well. Folks, we'll take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion with Dr. Warren Kane about physician burnout. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Arizona Physician Podcast. Interested in CME, patient and professional referrals, networking and connecting with other physicians across the valley, want to be highlighted in our Arizona Physician Magazine and Podcast, or interested in exclusive discounts for your next vacation? At MCMS, we offer all of the above to fit your needs as a physician. Join us now. For more info, check us out at mcmsonline.com or give us a call today at 602-252-2015. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Arizona Physician Podcast, brought to you by the Maricopa County Medical Society. We're joined by psychiatrist Dr. Warren Kane and talking about physician burnout. In the first half of the show, we talked about the factors at work that contribute to physician burnout. Now let's discuss physicians outside of where they practice. In the past, we've had some guests on the show talk about not having the right balance between their day jobs and family or friends or having the hobbies that you alluded to earlier, understanding who you are as a person that are healthy for the mind, body, and soul. Sometimes people have gone to drinking too much or abusing drugs or alcohol. Some physicians, like many Americans, I'd say could develop poor relationships with their loved ones as well. And you talked about this, that if you're having a bad situation in the workplace, that may impact your personal relationships. So, Dr. Kane, what's your advice for physicians to approach improving their mental well-being outside of medicine, and where does someone start? I, I know that earlier you talked about getting to know yourself as a person, but how do you do that? Yeah, it's it's sometimes really challenging for us as physicians to really step back and understand who we are and what we value, and I alluded to that earlier in the podcast. You know, one of the things that I think happened to us as physicians is that we go under or we we engage in so much training, you know, being a physician becomes who we are as a person, and we kind of forget or lose touch with who we are as a person on the inside. And so I think spending time and getting to know yourself, speaking with loved ones, or even just trying to think back and try to identify, you know, what makes you tick, what makes you drive can be a huge part about finding what will help rejuvenate you, what will help with your mental well-being. 
You know, I always talk to my high achieving professionals that I see in my practice, and we talk about this work-life balance, right? And I really hate using that terminology because balancing something, especially as heavily as our personal life and our work, can be so challenging. And what I tell many of my clinicians is maybe err on the side of life versus work, right? If you have too much life, a little less work, you're going to be in a better situation to, to make sure uh, you, you address burnout properly. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you hear very often, especially when people are later in life, the saying where no one's ever going to look back and, and hope that they had worked more hours. You know, they always want to spend more time with family and friends or travel or taste good food or um, go see some sites or do some fun things, right, that, that they see as part of living. And I think that's, um, that came out recently uh, after this global pandemic that we've had, especially physicians and survey results, where they indicated that um, even though we don't like the term work-life balance, that physicians did want a better version of that and that this understanding of themselves was leading to most likely fewer hours that they contributed to their day jobs as physicians mm -hmm. and um, maybe retiring earlier than they originally planned, which is okay, right? We want people mm -hmm. to, to be productive and to be on the job in a good way to provide good care for their patients. And if that means that um, if they retire earlier, so be it. What advice would you say, Dr. Kane, physicians could do to receive help if they're having an issue, but they, they, they fear persecution or negative impacts on their medical license if they're feeling burnt out or they're, they're resorting to things that are unhealthy for them that could risk the, basically the safety and the care of their patients? Well, that's a complicated question. And, you know, even beyond the scope of burnout, I feel that we as physicians have an undue kind of stress related to our medical licensure. Of course, we want to treat our patients with respect. We want to provide the optimal amount of treatment. But the way that we address mental well-being, the way we address mental health, the way we address burnout can sometimes be extremely challenging and put that undue burden of us, of us risking our medical licensure out there. What I would say is for any physician out there who is struggling with burnout, either at the beginning stages of burnout or who are very far gone at burnout and now are kind of developing maybe anxiety and depression or unhealthy relationships with substance abuse, is to get help as soon as possible, right? To seek out the help of medical professionals, whether that be a psychologist, a psychiatrist, your primary care physician, somebody else who can kind of step in and provide a third person perspective on how you can improve and get better, right? So that's what I feel that, you know, is a good place to start, right? Reaching out for those resources. That's some great advice. And is that uh, that's something that they could do in privacy to consult with you and other psychiatrists uh, or psychologists to air what's on their mind without being discoverable and, mm -hmm. and before it goes to the medical board? Is that right? Absolutely. And I, and I think the most important question beyond this of whether it's going to impact our medical licensure or not, is we need to understand that burnout and physicians who are burnt out understand this probably more than anybody is that usually when you're burning out, and there isn't any type of intervention, things aren't going to get magically better, right? Things are going to get drastically worse, and they make it worse really, really fast. And in those situations, when you start to develop, again, unhealthy uh, relationships with substances, if you're starting to develop like a true underlying anxiety disorder or depressive disorder that requires medications, and you're not getting that treatment, 
the, the repercussions can be more profound. So the earlier that you seek out treatment, the earlier that you try to reach out, the better overall it's going to be, whether or not it's going to impact your medical license, right? Dr. Kane, today we've covered a lot of ground in a short period of time. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, this is a topic that we can't cover enough. We will link to, for our listeners in the show notes, some of these resources that you have. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Appreciate the time. And uh, thank you so much. If you're interested in contacting Dr. Warren Kane, please visit his website for Kane Psychiatry, which is kanesci.com. That's K-A-N-E-P-S-Y.com. We want to thank our episode sponsors. They include Baba Sobers Wealth Management and AT&T FirstNet. Finally, we thank you for joining us today. Please don't forget to catch this and every episode on your favorite podcast platform. This production is brought to you by Maricopa County Medical Society. MCMS is increasing value for physicians throughout the valley. For more info, check out mcmsonline.com or simply give us a call at 602-252-2015, helping physicians be the best they can be. Does your financial advisor help you pursue what matters most? With so much at stake when it comes to protecting everything you've worked so hard to achieve, it never hurts to get a second opinion about your financial future. At Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services, our approach starts by understanding your life and what you want to accomplish. Then we work together to create a framework designed to give you the confidence to do what matters most, no matter what the markets are doing. We want to help ensure you have all you need for today, tomorrow, and for generations to come. For more information about Baba Sobers Wealth Management, visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC.